Facebook man Close the lies about my life Which no one else can Filters on my face Disguise my edge So money that I don't have As good as on my feet Why don't you come on my teeth It's called living a fake Facebook live dream They post a pic of me Eating clean But it's pizza and burgers for dinner, you know what I mean. A snapshot of vacations that I got no money to take. Since you were my sports car, you know that it's a fake. And my love's loaded up with things that aren't even true. Pretending on Facebook is my thing, is my thing too. do. And friends, which I've never done met. A pick of my lunch is what you're gonna get. I heard a post of your baby say it's one darn cute kid, but I lied cause it's ugly. That's called an online fib. I talk about success in my job and the pending promotion, but in reality, it's a psych cause I got a demotion. Only the fake Facebook man. You block me on Facebook without a judge, jury, or trial. I'll be creeping you the next day with a shiny new profile. See a pic of my family? Yeah, we're having a good time. Well, the joke's on you. We have not talked in eight months or nine. I'll tell you about the weather and the stuff you don't need to know. I'll fake a good illness so the sympathy will grow. I'll ask you to donate to my made-up cause and post selfies on the daily that ain't breaking no laws. So don't judge the life of the fake Facebook man pretending to be happy like no one else can. All right, Mr. Kinsman. I have to tell you something right off the bat. So we were at the grand, the grand opening of Casadas yesterday, burritos and tacos. Yes, we were. And I thought you made your first mistake by cursing on one of our lives or shows because you called it a big ass burrito. I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, Kinsman did it. Kinsman then I looked for Janice would have been, uh, you know, going, yes. yes, he finally, he finally said something he swore on the show but no that, that was an actual menu item the big ass burrito at casadas burritos and tacos we uh we had the chance to chat with dixit yesterday oh. dixit now uh, a part of kins and clock live for the next little while so it's exciting to welcome our newest sponsor to the show and uh welcome them to 29 balsam street south mm-hmm. and uh, he had quite the uh the opening yesterday what did what did you order off uh, the menu i had the big ass burrito you uh what did you get the quesadilla I, I i'm always a quesadilla guy and i just loved it 
First of all, wonderful family uh, uh, relocated from India to Kirkham Lake 12 years ago. They own yeah. a store there, a franchise there. Yeah. And now they're going over to Timmins and they open the store here. And it's so funny him from, you know, the, the family from India, they actually enjoy the cold more than the heat. I thought that was really interesting, but fresh ingredients, great staff. It's so wonderful what they did inside that store and uh, a new business downtown Timmins is awesome. That's right. And uh, Dixit uh, messaged me. He uh, he knew we'd be talking about yesterday. And I said, Dixit, do you have any words to say to our viewers of the city of Timmins for yesterday's grand opening? And uh, here's what Dixit had to say. He said, uh, yesterday was great support. This is his exact quote. And uh, turnout for our grand opening of Casadas, where we had over 250 guests stop in to walk through and place an order. He also wants to thank Kins and Klomp Live. That'd be us. Uh, you're welcome, Dixit. Uh, the Timmins, downtown BIA, the Chamber Committee, also the City of Timmins for the warm welcome. And uh, he ends his uh, note here. We look forward to serving this beautiful community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just just tremendous, Mark. And uh, anytime a new business opens, someone invests in the community, that's good news. And yeah, I think... I think you went back last night and bought another big-ass burrito. Another big-ass burrito? No, I'm going to tell you a, a, a true story here. There's not too many meals that I'll sit down to and say I am full. I, I almost It took me a bit to get through that big-ass burrito, <laughs> and uh, I had to skip lunch, and uh, it, it was good until you know dinner. It, it, it tidied me over till dinner, and uh, let's just say uh, I, I, I wanted to take a nice little afternoon nap there after that. That, uh, that if you're looking for two pounds of burrito, the big-ass burrito is what, you, what you're looking at. And someone asked me, they said, are the burritos that ginormous? Now, they do have normal burritos and tacos and quesadillas and uh, mm -hmm. everything else there. They've even got, uh, got gluten-free stuff. They do. They have it all. All right. All right. So be before we bring Gilles uh, on, he's... He's waiting in the back. We want He's to tell the wings. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we want to tell folks that Thursdays uh, we partner with Imagine Cinema, Cinema Six, which our trailers there, and we're going to be doing a new one shortly. But tonight, get this, Kinsman. I don't know if you have an answer for this. I do. All you need to do is comment what's your favorite sequel of all time. A lot of people are probably going to say The Godfather too. That was a good movie. Me, it's mm -hmm. Rocky too. Um, and we're going to randomly select someone to win two free movie passes. It's as simple as that. I think for me, uh, maybe the, the the Superman. Superman 1 to Superman 2, 3. I don't think there was a bad Superman. Was there? 4. 4 was pretty weak. Pretty, pretty weak. What about, uh, you know, uh, D Dumb and Dumber? They they, they should have stopped at yeah. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb yeah. and Dumber 2, kind of kind of silly. But uh, anyway. yeah. What's your favorite sequel and someone's going to win Two passes to the movies. Lisa Picard was our uh, our movie winner from last show, last mm -hmm. Thursday. And Gina Faka and uh, Colin will uh, get uh, the winner hooked up with two passes immediately after tonight's show. All right. So I love it. So we will get to that at the end of the show. But I think yeah. it's time to bring Mr. Bison on. Are, are you ready? Uh, I'm ready for him. Are, are you ready to bring Jill on? It looks like you did your hair extra nice for the MPP there, Mark. <laughs> the MPP. Well, my hair. <laughs> well, you even have more than me, Jill. So. Oh my God, what's going yeah. on? Holy yeah, God. When they say you, when you have it flaunted, that's what I'm. I'm flaunting mine because I know you guys don't have any. You're discriminating right. against us hairless people. That's yes. right. How you doing Yo. there, Jill? I'm doing just great. I, Matt, you were talking about quesadilla. Uh, was there last night after the? Uh, 
welcome to Timmins uh, event uh-huh. and had myself a medium burrito uh, beef one. It was really good. I love burritos. So I'm glad they're in town. How awesome is that now that, you know, we, we've had a, a fairly rough, most folks have had a fairly rough year and a half going on two years to start seeing new businesses, new employment opportunities, especially in the downtown core. That must, that must make you pretty happy. Yeah, it, listen, uh, you know, this has been a pretty tough time for people to adjust to this, uh, this COVID situation. So it's good to see that, you know, we're rebounding. Uh, the economy is doing fairly well, you know, with, there's employment out there. I, 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 you know, one of the things that you get to do during this pandemic is talk to a lot of different people. And one of the, uh, you know, one of the rounds of phone calls I've made is to various businesses. And the big issue is they can't find people. Uh, there is a real shortage of uh, staff uh, to do everything from people working at the mines to uh, people working in restaurants. So, you know, that's the the story is that there is, uh, there's a fair amount of employment out there, which is good because mm-hmm. I remember a day when you couldn't get a job uh, and you were glad to get anything. And now you get to have your pick. So it's uh, good for the worker. may not be very good for the employer because the employers are, you know, pulling their hair trying to find staff. You're, you're absolutely right. And Mark and I have noticed even on social media, there's some local businesses that have to either reduce their hours or, 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 or close for periods of time because they just can't find the staff right now. I was talking to one uh, restaurant owner, uh, uh, I guess a couple of days ago, and that's what he told me. He says, I can't run. I got to run until mid-afternoon and I got to shut down. I got no staff to run. So, you know, this is a restaurant that uh, a lot of people like and use and been around for a long time, but they uh, can't find the people to work. It's a, it's a real problem. I, I was kind of curious. I, I, I know Mark has some burning questions, but in, in, in all your years as a, a member of provincial parliament, I assume there's always some common themes. Now they may not all be um, provincial, but you know, infrastructure, education, housing, taxes, have the themes remained the same over the years or is it, or you, do you see a new developing trend of, I'll call them concerns from the citizens? And generally, they're the, generally they're the same. people, uh, you know, they, they contact us. Why? Because, uh, you know, they're trying to access services of all kinds. It could be, you know, healthcare, it could be, uh, you know, whatever. But uh, generally the, 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 the concerns are generally the same. Uh, you know, society has changed, obviously, over the last number of years. Uh, but, uh, you know, people are concerned about the basics. You know, how do I, f- you know, how do I fend for me and my family? And how do services that are important to my family, uh, how do we get, uh, how do we get access those? So, you know, that it's, it's, it's pretty well the same over the years, actually. Yeah. Just to circle back on what we were talking about originally, Robin Allen, I didn't want to miss this comment. He says, you know, a suggestion, how about hire some of the homelessness like the city did, um, you know, help them get off their feet, get a restart. Is that is that something that's been explored to your knowledge? Yeah, there's been uh, various attempts by different agencies to be able to do that. Uh, you know, uh, there needs to be support for the individual because you're talking about people that have got issues of their own, either drugs or mental health or whatever it might be. Uh, so there needs to be, you know, some support as far as the individual being able to get support to be able to do that. Uh, but it's it's a tough go, man. It's a really, really a tough go. 
That sure is. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, walking through Welcome to Timmins Night. First of all, I wanted to say uh, Welcome to Timmins Night. I saw you. I was down there with my boys uh, last night. Uh, is it, is it, uh, was it nice to, to finally get an event? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I can't remember an event, uh, you know, you know, back before COVID to, uh, I guess, last night where, you know, there were so many people in downtown enjoying all the vendors, uh, including yourself, Jill. Uh, how how yeah. was it to actually meet and greet people in person again? Oh, it's, it's great. Listen, we've been for the last, what, year and a half. There have been no events. Everything has been shut down. It's been uh, pretty lonely, uh, to say the least, for a lot of people. In the last couple of months, things have started opening up a bit. And this Welcome to Timmins Night uh, on 3rd Third Avenue was a great idea. There was a lot of people there, and uh, people were generally in a pretty good mood. Uh, I would say, you know, people are tired of the COVID thing. They'd love to be in a position where we don't have to wear masks, and you know, we can, we can be behind this. But people understand we're in a fourth wave, and you've got to continue being diligent when it comes to making sure you do the things you do to make yourself and others safe. So uh, it is what it is, and uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go through this. I think in pretty good shape because I think most Ontarians, people in Timmins across Canada are pretty uh, good at doing what needs to be done. And you said uh, fourth wave. What uh, What is the government planning to do with uh, the upcoming fourth wave? Yeah, you know, there's talks of the vaccine passports. Uh, what uh, What's on the slate? Well, that's uh, going to be part of it is that uh, there's things that the government's doing, quite frankly, that are okay, that makes some sense. Uh, you will see the government is finally, I remember I got a call about four weeks ago at a radio station uh, out of Ottawa asking me saying, oh, uh, you know, Doug Ford has just said there's not going to be any vaccine passports. I says, hang on, just just relax. Uh, he might very well go that way because what, we've, what we found with the premier, he tends to speak from the top of his head. And sometimes by the time his staff get to him and you know, realities get to him, he changes his mind, and you can see that going on. So he's, uh, you know, there's some things that the government has done that has worked uh, and have been uh, effective. There's other things that they're not doing that they should be doing. For example, our schools are not where they need to be with ventilation. The government keeps on saying, oh, we're fixing all the schools and they'll all be ventilated. That's not the case. Uh, if you talk to any of the schools in uh, school boards here in our area, uh, they're, do, they're able to do about one-third of the schools mm -hmm. and deal with the ventilation system with the money that they're getting to upgrade ventilation, uh, one-third to maybe 40% at the most. So there's still over half of the schools that are going to be this fall and, uh, and later without adequate ventilation. So, you know, that's one of the things. Uh, the other thing is class sizes. Uh, you know, we're, the good thing is kids are going back to the classroom. Mm -hmm. I think both kids and parents are so happy that's happening. Uh, yeah, it's been, yeah. it's been, a, been a tough time. Yeah, exactly. It's been a tough time for all. My, our granddaughters were over today. I was doing some interlock brick in the backyard. I'm building a, a ramp for my granddaughter out of the interlock. Anyways, uh, so they were over, and that's what my daughter was saying. She says, you know, I'm so glad that they're going back because it affects, us, it affects them psychologically as well, right? Uh, so it's good. But that being said, we need to make this a success, and the government should have looked, I think, at making class sizes smaller as one of the ways of being able to do this. And the other thing is what you talked about, which is vaccination. The government has taken half of the step to get to where they got to be. They're saying everybody has to be vaccinated and or tested. 
Well, you know, if we have a fourth wave, it's because there are people out there that don't want to get vaccinated and they're the ones that are transmitting uh, the, the, the disease overall. If you look at the numbers of what's going on today here in Canada and what's going on in the United States. Uh, so I think, you know, the government should be looking at saying vaccinations, uh, you need to have them to be able to do certain things, which means passports. And if somebody decides they don't want to get vaccinated and they don't want to be able to do certain things, that's their call. Uh, they have the right to do that. But at the end, uh, you need to uh, you need to uh, be a little bit more aggressive on making sure that we vaccinate people so that we get over this. Right, Amanda commenting there, Jill. Uh, I'm so looking forward for the kiddos to get back into school. Mama needs to find and get back to work. It's been a long year. I think we can all attest to Amanda's comment. Uh, Edward says schools have had bad ventilation for yeah. years, not just yeah. under the Ford government. No, I agree, Ed, Edward. You're right. Is that they've been for years? There's been a problem with ventilation in schools. It's not become an issue until this COVID crisis. But you need to adjust, right? And that's uh, that's what we're uh, saying. The government needs to adjust. If you talk to our school boards, uh, they're pretty frustrated because they're having to make choices about which school, which means to say which child will be more protected than other. They don't like being in that spot. Mm -hmm. One of the things, you know, I, I, I'm again realizing more and more, some through, you know, personal connections and, uh, you know, reading up the work you do, you, you help a lot of people in the community also call it connect with services that they may need. I, I, that's a big response. Like that's one of the main responsibilities of an MPP, I would assume. Yeah, both, uh, you know, the mayor, myself and Charlie, you know, our job is to, first of all, advocate on behalf of our communities in our respective areas. So, for example, when, uh, you know, the DSAB or the hospital or community organization applies for a program in order to fund whatever, could be capital, it could be operational, you know, we're there to assist them. And we do quite well. You know, Timmins, you know, despite what uh, people like to say during elections, we get our fair share. Timmins has done quite well because the way it works is, Funding, when it comes to anything, is divided by ridings. It's not by, oh, you're government riding, you're an opposition riding. Government can't operate that way. So, for example, if you look at what's happened with the opioid crisis, uh, Timmins has gotten a heck of a lot of attention from the province when it comes to funding in order to do different initiatives. We have the Peacekeepers program starting up in September where Meshkegawak got funded in order to have people, uh, First Nations, to work on the street with their citizens in order to be able to try to deal with some of the issues that we see with uh, with people that are homeless in our community. You know, a lot of people are nervous going downtown and rightfully so. And the Peacekeeper program will help, uh, you know, deal with some of that. You know, the hospital got funding in order to have uh, additional staff and additional services to be able to deal with some of the opioid, uh, you know, the effects of what opioids have done to our community. Timmins Police has gotten money in order to be able to have somebody do the ride with the police uh, every night uh, and every day when it comes to dealing with the social service side of the call that the police get because the police, you know, you, you, they can't go, like police are, you know, we, we tend to make them the, the, uh, the, serve, the, uh, the, the, the people with the last resort. Uh, so this particular funding helps to team up police with social workers. Jubilee Center got uh, additional safe beds and there's more coming. So Timmins does does pretty well. And the other part of what we do, all of us, uh, the mayor, myself, and, uh, and and Mr. Angus, is you know people have problems accessing certain services. 
It could be uh, anything from, you know, dealing with air ambulances the other day in regards to somebody that needed air ambulance who had a bit of a rough patch uh, getting uh, transferred to uh, somebody who has problems with workers' compensation or somebody who has a problem with, uh, you know, health services. So we do a lot of advocating on behalf of individuals that way. Mm -hmm. And and I have to think even a little more challenging add to that, you know, Mark and Jill, is the fact that a lot of these services are only accessible online for a good period of time. You know, and I'm thinking of my father, he's 76. He has a phone, but, you know, he was very late to like even the online banking game. So now you, you weren't able to go into an office where you had to book an appointment and a lot of things were online. So, so I assume your office might have fielded a lot of calls saying, listen, can you help me out here? I yeah. This, this technology is just not for me. Yeah, but I, I'll tell you one thing, though, that is that this, this pandemic has got us working in a different way. You know, a lot of our, our, our family physicians and doctors, uh, if you don't have a family physicians, are now dealing with things online or by phone. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was never allowed under the system prior to COVID because the system said you only get a billing if the person shows up in your office. Now they're actually compensating people for the work they do nurse practitioners, doctors, nurses, and others, uh, if they do it by phone. Because, for example, if you have, as I do, I've got high blood pressure, so I'm on blood pressure medication. I get tested every now and then, and they have to review the numbers and make sure everything's okay. Well, now that's all done by phone. I don't have to go to the doctor's office. That's a good thing. I don't want to go to the doctor's office at 7 in the morning. Uh, but being able to being able to do it by phone, uh, by phone is a good thing. So... You know, it's changed the way that we've done things. There's just no way, no two ways about that. No, I was waiting for you to hop in there, Mark, but I have I have tons of questions for Jill. If you want me to continue, yeah, yeah, keep uh, keep going there. I'll 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 ask the next one there. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I want to ask you a question, uh, Kinsman. What's that? So, uh, did you have a second big burrito, big ass? No, no, no. Yeah, it, it took me a fight to get through the the yeah. first big ass burrito, but uh, it, it was good. If you're looking for a, a, a big burrito, that uh, that's the one. Two pounds of beef was in there. I, I took the chicken one. I did the chicken. I, I, had, the, the I had the ground. I had the ground beef one, but I didn't get the big ass. I wasn't brave as you are. I went <laughs> last night after uh, Timmins. Uh, uh, welcome to Timmins, and I had the medium burrito. It was yeah. delicious. Really yeah, good. delicious stuff there. And again, uh, Dixit strives on uh, fresh made daily. They 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 never had. There's never going to be a day old taco or a burrito in that store. Everything made fresh, uh, bright and early there. Good stuff. Good to yeah. see. It, it is good stuff. But but I really think Mark went back and he probably has it in his fridge. Uh, you know, on the Simpsons, Homer Simpson kept that big sub for like a week or so. And I think maybe Mark has as a snack for tonight. I wouldn't blame him. It is good, but. I'm really wondering, you know, it's very easy to talk about the things that are wrong or the concerns or is wrong with negativity. But what are some uh, some of the things people uh, I'll call in the north can look forward to, you know, now and moving into 2022? Well, I think you're, the, the good news is, is that there's a, there's a improvements being made in our healthcare system. As I was saying earlier, you know, technology and what's happened with this uh, this uh, this pandemic has changed the way that healthcare operates. And it's allowed us uh, as a community to be able to apply for innovative ways of being able to provide healthcare to citizens. For example, uh, our DSAB, the District Service Board, has got, uh, has got uh, paramedics 
that now go to your home. So if the doctor says, you know what, you have an elderly person or a person who is not doing well, uh, you know, it'd be a real bother for the person to go uh, to a doctor's office or to get blood pressure, whatever, they send that person to the home, uh, which helps the person uh, be supported by staying at home rather than having to go to an institution. And so those are things that are quite frankly, uh, makes a real difference in people's lives. I was just over visiting my neighbors uh, two doors over. He's 90 years old. Mm-hmm. She's 80. She's in really good shape. He's in pretty good shape for 90. Uh, but he's got the paramedics that come over to his place at least once a week in order to do, you know, his blood, uh, you know, not as do his blood work, but, uh, you know, do the things that they need to do to make sure he's okay. And then the, uh, the what used to be called the CCAC, the community care people, go there in order to be, provide some services. So, you know, there, there's still much to be desired when it comes to being able to provide what people want, but things are starting to go in the right direction, and that's a good thing. And that's one of the things that we talk about at Queen's Park, and you're going to hear about it in the next election. There really needs to be an emphasis on home care. Mm-hmm. You can't have all of your eggs in one basket and say, put all the money in the hospital or the long-term care facility. Like your dad, 76 years old, he wants to live at home. He doesn't want to live in a long-term care institution. And as long as we're able to provide the type of support that individuals need or families need to be able to live independently at home, let's do that. So that's, uh, you know, a direction direction that we're going. One of the big changes that's happened to Timmins over the years, uh, and that's, I think, a very positive thing, is how our post-secondary system has actually grown and gotten a lot better. You know, we got Northern College, Collège Boreal, Université de Hearst. They are doing some really good work in our community, providing programs uh, for people here to be able to not have to move away, uh, to be able to get the education they want, to get the job that they want to live here in the uh, city of Timmins. So there's been a lot of work. If you look at uh, Collège Boreal, Université de Hearst, a brand new building was built. Mm -hmm. New programs were put in place. Uh, Northern College, huge amounts of investments at Northern College over the last five or 10 years. You know, we've we built an emergency center. There's been a new trade center built in there. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of good things that have happened and are continuing to happen. Can we do more? Are there things lacking? Absolutely. Uh, but things are going in the right direction. There are some good things happening, no question. I think one of the places that we're weak is on infrastructure. Uh, it used to be that Ontario and Canada were much more connected to municipalities by providing funding to fix roads, sewer, you know, basic infrastructure. And both the province uh, and the uh, and the feds have kind of withdrawn themselves quite a bit from what used to be funding to assist that to happen. So that's become a municipal responsibility. And municipalities are quite frankly struggling to maintain the infrastructure they knew need. And you only need to take a look at the roads. You know, look at the roads in the city of Timmins, Sudbury, or anywhere else. Um, there's a lot to be done there. I, wanna, I wanted to post a couple comments we had, Mark. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's pop them up. There's one from Joanne Gilles. She says, uh, how about uh, three plus months for a lab work to be done? We're having to wait outside at minus 40 Celsius for the elderly person that needs blood work. Totally insane. We need a bigger lab stat. That's uh, from Joanne from South End. Yeah, and uh, Joanne, the uh, Life Labs, 
uh, we dealt with them uh, some time ago and we're dealing with them again now. One of the things that they're offering is that if any doctor, any health clinic, any family health team, anybody who's a you know medical clinic of some type want to draw the blood and send it in so that the person doesn't have to go to the lab and stand in line to be able to get uh, the blood work, uh, they're prepared to do that. And in some cases, uh, some, health, uh, some health offices have done that. Now, that being said, it's not easy for every doctor's office and every you know, family health team to do that because you do need to have the staff to do it. You do need to have you know, the uh, protocols uh, to be able to draw blood in a way that's safe because of COVID rules. That's but right. the, reason, the reason that we got behind and people had to wait, uh, I'm not aware of four months, but I know that it's been you know, three to four weeks you've had to wait to get uh, blood work. And yes, you've got to go. I went with my wife when she needed blood work and I waited outside uh, with her. Uh, well, I sat in the truck, she went in line. Um, she, uh, she had to wait, I, I would imagine, by the time it was all done, about an hour. Uh, but the reason that's happening is because with the emergency orders that have been put in place by the province, Life Labs or any other lab, doesn't matter what, they have to follow certain protocols. They cannot allow people to go in the way that we used to before. So that really slows things down when it comes to blood work being done. But uh, some some agencies are are are, are picking up the uh, the ability to be able to do it themselves as a way of being able, you know, to reduce the, the wait times at Life Labs. And we're going to be out of this eventually. So it is happening. But we had a meeting with Life Labs. I guess it was last week. I had a telephone conference with them uh, the other day in regards to being able to allow workers who need to be tested for COVID. Because one of the things that recently happened, the province decided not to provide tests for people that need a test to be able to go work at a mine site or cross the border to go work in the United States. It used to be that you can have that test done at our, at our, our testing facilities, uh, the one up on Ross, but they stopped doing that because the province no longer funds it. Uh, so we're trying to get Life Labs to come up with a solution of being able to do that here in Timmins because otherwise people are having to go to North Bay and different places to be able to do that. Well, it's crazy too. The the, the price tag, I do believe uh, per shot when people do go to North Bay to get these shots, two hundred dollars per you know every time you need a you need proof of uh, the the vaccine. Is there is there going to be any any you know uh, tweaking at uh, you know the parliament level that uh, they could maybe get rid of the two hundred dollars because yeah that that seems to be a bit uh, a, a bit of a that's a bit of a, a grab. For, for some, especially during, you know, COVID times for us to have to, you know, go well, it's, you know, pull it's, out of your pocket 200 bucks for a, for a vaccine just, just to get the test of the swab. Yeah, and it's one of those decisions that the Ford government's made that to me didn't make any sense. You know, conservatives are known as supposedly the people that support small businesses and support the economy generally. That's, what, that, that's their mantra. That's, yeah. you know, what they like to be seen as. And this is something that quite frankly affects businesses across our region. Like uh, I've been dealing with uh, the mines, uh, remote work camps, uh, you know, various employers who require a vaccine, uh, require a test to be able to go to work there because they need to make sure that other workers are not put in danger when uh, that person goes into the area to work. Uh, and for some reason, they decided not to fund it anymore. And I think 
that's uh, that's a bit of a short uh, shortcoming on the part of the province, and it's something that we're trying to get them to uh, turn around. For 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 many many years, and I, I, I'm sure you can. I just comment? There was uh, one of your one of your people just made a point that I thought was interesting, which oh, was yeah. she was right. Is that if you book online, the wait times are much much shorter. They've yeah. got much better on the online booking side. Uh, so that's that's something I've heard from different people as well. Yeah, that's uh, is there from Carol. Yeah. yeah. You can book yeah, an appointment online. You don't have to wait in line. You can also check your results the next day. So, yeah, if you're, you know, one with technology, one would want to use the online and the, the, the more efficient way. But, uh, again, there's a lot of people out there that are kind of scared to do the online thing. But, uh, you know, if, if you have the choice, online, yes, is faster. Louise says, went to Life Lab last Monday, was in and out in 15 minutes. So, I guess yeah. different stories for different folks. Yeah, no, they're they're getting better. We we've done a fair amount of work with Life Labs to try to deal with this bottleneck. Mm -hmm. uh, so you know things are getting better. They're not as I'll tell you, it was bad. You know, four or five months ago, there's no question, it's a huge problem. But we got onto that and we dealt with Life Labs. Their government relations person, their manager out of Thunder Bay, we managed to do some things in order to you know make the system a bit better. Yeah. So. The one, you know, that I have a bunch of questions, but like the one I really wanted to ask tonight, forever you, you, you often hear, you know, the North doesn't really have a voice. All the decisions are made for the Toronto population. I've heard you say, I've heard, you've probably heard that a, a million times. Yeah. And is there, yeah. is there any truth to that? That's not completely true at all. It, it, a lot of people feel that way and why? No, we, we feel that way for good reason, because it's true. The majority of, I don't care which government it is. If it's NDP, conservative or liberal, the majority of members come from where? Timmins? You know, the majority of MPPs come from the GTA, GTHA. Uh, so there is a predominance of thinking things in the way that people in GTHA think about how you bring solutions. So there's no question. There is a, 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 a bias when it comes to how they approach problems from those people in the GTHA that represent uh, you at both Queen's Park and in Ottawa. But that being said, it's not as if Timmins or Thunder Bay or North Bay or Sudbury uh, don't get any uh, response from the government. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't matter what the stripe is. You know, I've been there and I've served under all three, you know, all three governments, NDP, Liberal and Conservative. And when you, Organize people, uh, for example, if a municipality, a school board, a, uh, well, take a look at our school boards. Our school boards have rebuilt most of our schools. In the city of Timmins, most of the schools in the city of Timmins have been rebuilt. Uh, you know, at, at, uh, saint Charles, uh, not, uh, not saint Charles. Uh, I'm bad with my schools. I used to be in schools so many years ago, I forget the names. But the ones up on Jubilee and different places, most of those schools have been rebuilt, and that's why school boards made good applications. You know, we worked together in order to be able to get the province to make sure we got our fair share. And in fact, it does happen. So we get our share of funding. Where the problem lies is when it comes to policy making. Policy making is made from the perspective of Southern Ontario. And I'll give you a really good example. Uh, John Van Toff, the member for Temiskaming, myself, Guy Bourguin, the member for Temiskaming Cochrane. Uh, and Frau Gillina, I believe, and Jamie West had a meeting uh, with Minister Tillable, who was the minister responsible for the opioid crisis. 
And he's actually not a bad guy. I'm going to say it. You know, he's he's a conservative. I wouldn't vote for him. I would vote for me. But that's a whole other story. Uh, but uh, he's not a bad guy. He actually understands the issue of the opioid crisis because he used to work in addictions. He was an addictions counselor. So he knows, knows what he talks about. But when we're having a conversation with him, what's really, really clear, there's a real lack of understanding of the challenges we have when it comes to your geography. You know, you can't put all the services in Sudbury, North Bay, Timmins, and Thunder Bay because that'll exclude every other community in Northeastern Ontario and Northwest Ontario. You know, what about CAP? What about Smooth Rock? They have their own problems when it comes mm -hmm. to this whole, uh, this whole uh, uh, problem when it comes to, uh, uh, when it comes to drugs in, in our communities. So, you know, it, it was a, a, a real, you know, uh, important meeting in the sense of trying to get him to understand you can't just plop services in the regional centers. You need to be able to make sure that those services go outside into places like Hearst, Campus Casing, you know, Kirkland Lake, Earlton, and all those other places. Yeah. And it wasn't apparent that that's where it was going uh, because he was really thinking, you know, uh, all we need to do is like Toronto. Toronto, you put a service in the middle of Toronto and everybody goes there. Yeah, because they can get there by subway. And if you're living in Vaughan or if you're living in Scarborough or if you're living in Whitby, you can get on a go train or you can get on a, in a yeah. car with a friend or whatever and be there within an hour. That's not the case in Northern Ontario. Mm -hmm. And that's where the challenge is. It's it's still a good life in Northern Ontario, and and I notice yourselves, you you have a, a a pretty good tan. It looks like you've been spending some time in the sun. I guess from today you're outside. You you're doing some construction. Have you have you spent a good deal of time outside this summer? I've been outside doing the honeydew list all summer. Yes, been doing it. <laughs> so we uh, our granddaughter needs a ramp to get at her house and here at the lake, and uh, so I've had to build a ramp out here. Got that done. I had to relay my interlock at the front of the cottage here and redo. I had to take down all my retaining walls in the backyard and slope my yard so that we can, instead of having, if I would have built a ramp, it would have been 42 feet long because I had to go down 42 inches. I dug back into my driveway and I reshaped my driveway so that you can use the interlock and have a ramp coming down that way. So I'm almost done. I have one little piece of the interlock to do, and then I got to do some edgers and uh, some yard work. And I'm sure Honey is going to find more things. <laughs> yeah. to get, to get the list uh, tackled before you have to yes. back to Toronto and uh, Queens Park. Will, will you guys be back in person at Queens Park? Yeah, in three in three weeks. Uh, there's three weeks left. Uh, September eighth uh, and 9th, I go down for our caucus retreat. That's in preparation for the house to return, and then the house starts after that. So. Uh, I'll be going back down. Now, I was I didn't go much uh, last spring and last winter because uh, I'm immune suppressed. I have a thing called cirrhotic arthritis. And so I'm on a, a Remicade uh, infusion, which is, it uh, suppresses your immune system as a way of dealing with uh, the arthritis and the psoriasis. So I stayed away from Queen's Park because I was susceptible to being infected. But now that I'm vaccinated, two, loose, two shots, hey, I... Uh, I, I'm going to be back down starting uh, the week after. So I'll probably down two days a week and drive back. I'm not going to be flying for a while, not until mm -hmm. it's way behind us. Yeah. So uh, keep on driving the old Ford F-150. There you go. Oh. 
<laughs> the the trusty 150 we actually did have a question come in uh, be, before we let you go yeah from robin allen yeah. she says uh what is your party's thought on the c71 as toronto is all about banning and up here there is a lot of hunters and we are feeling it up here what, what do you have to say for robin's comment so i i take it this has something to do with control of weapons is this a gun control thing? I, 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 it's a federal thing, so I'm, I'm asking. Do you know oh, anyone? I don't know either. Uh, maybe we get Robin to clarify. Maybe clarify, yeah. Robin, in your comments. Yeah, C71, I, I take it this is something to do with uh, weapons. So I, I'm just going to give my short answer personally. And uh, Yes, firearms, she says. Listen, um, when it comes to hunting weapons, no, we should we should not be banning hunting weapons. You know, hunting is a way of life, northern Ontario especially. Uh, so we need to make sure that, uh, oh, Janice Keen Vickers. I wonder if we're related. I have a good, no. my cousin Dale is a, a Vickers. I just saw that. Anyways, it got me, got me sidetracked. <laughs> but anyways, um, anyways, it's a way of life for people to go hunting, either partridge, moose, or whatever. So, no, I, I agree. You know, we shouldn't be banning, banning, ban, banning hunting weapons. However... I think there is an argument to be made when it comes to handguns and things like, you know, AK-47. You know, that's normally gang-related. You know, yeah. the, uh, there, are, there are collectors out there. My brother's one of them. He, uh, he's uh, he's a, a pistol collector. I never understood the attraction of that myself personally. Uh, but him, that's a big thing. I think you have to have some exemptions, but we need to make sure that we find ways of being able to limit the amount of weapons that go into the hands of those people who are going to use it to harm others. Now, that's hard to say, hard to do, because as we all know, uh, it's easy to buy a gun on the black market. Uh, and even if the government bans guns, there's still going to be guns in the black market. So you need to be able to do more uh, when it comes to being able to deal with that stuff. Uh, and you see it in Toronto. Toronto people are freaked out because, you know, there are all kinds of incidences of people being shot you know, by, by accident because of the crosshairs or the crossfire of gangs fighting against each other. And that's, you know, you can understand why people down there are, are worried. Robin says, thanks. And Janice says, no, we aren't related. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> I was go. hoping we were. We could have been. <laughs> yeah. right. So Dale's, you're not related to Dale then. Okay. My, my, I, my uncle Cliff, my, my mother was a Lahoo. L-E-H-O-U-X, and okay. one of the aunts married a Vickers, and there's a Vickers family here in town. A bunch of good people. Anyways, you get to see them, say hi for me. There she is. She says, oh, uh, my family were the ones that uh, ran Dalton's bus lines. My married name is Vickers from Perry Sound. Oh, okay. Oh, there we go. There we go. Well, Perry Sound is not Timmins, but it's a nice place nonetheless. I drive <laughs> through there about every two weeks. Yeah. There's a great Harvey's there. I have a, I have a Harvey's burger on the way by there every now and then. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, you got. I always, I always find with their bread because I always really load up their burgers. If I ever eat one in the car, it's all over myself. So I'm. A, I yeah, but you can't eat it while you're driving. No, of course. Oh. You know, you gotta. Well, sometimes. <laughs> no, no, you, you gotta eat that while you're parked on the side of the road. That's right. Yeah, because it just goes. Because <laughs> you, because you stack it up there, right? It's like, uh, it's like you know one of those places. You add all the toppings that you want, and I overdo it, and it's. Hey, can I can I can I divert for one second? Talk yeah, about you sure can. One of the great things about this pandemic is, and this is not fair to our restaurant trade. I have I I've been eating in restaurants for you know 
35 years before politics. I was on the road as I worked for the union back then. And so can't eat in restaurants when you're in a pandemic, you got to eat at home. God, what do I do? I got to cook. So I, I've learned how to cook and I've, I've really uh, learned how to cook some really delicious things. And I've ended up losing 60 pounds. It's oh, just, wow. Uh, well, no, eating, okay. eating sensibly and uh, healthier and well, no uh, junk food uh, no like i eat fruits if you see i got a fruit bowl over here you know type of thing well we, we, actually, we yeah. noticed that when we were at the um to see patricia uh, valentine when she was in the city a couple weeks ago for her walk of sorrow yeah. i noticed that you had significantly slim i was going to ask you what your trick was but it's eat it healthy. was I just, eat healthy i just I have a light breakfast and I have a, a, a sort of a, you know, a supper around four or five o'clock and that's it. I don't eat after that. Mm, Very sound is your home. Yeah, so you know all about that Harvey's, that Harvey's makes a good burger. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone learned to cook and kept the Timmins fireman busy. <laughs> <laughs> well, luckily I haven't had to go to that point. Yeah, As you yeah. Know, I live here at the lake, so. <laughs> there we go. Well, Kinsman, I, I, you know, I, Jill's going to be back visiting us on, on a monthly basis. And yes, he's going to come back. Without I'm going to ask him all my questions tonight, but I, I love when you come on because well, I, I a, do. It's it. a pleasure. It's a lot of fun. Thank awesome. you so much, Jill, and we will be uh, chatting very soon. Okay, Excellent. have a great day. Bye, Thank everybody. You, Jill. Okay, bye. bye. Such a great gentleman, uh, <clears throat> member of provincial parliament, is Jill Bisson. Yes, Kinsman, and he has he has he uh, we noticed that he had lost some weight when we uh when both of us seen him at the walk yeah. store, right? Honey, honey, honey to do list and uh well eating sensibly and uh, not uh I guess less options for uh the eating in the restaurant department during COVID. He uh he's uh, slimmed down a bit there. No, you and I, you and I go out for our business meetings, and we're always going to new openings of restaurants. And like, like Joanne no. says, we're always talking about food. So we're we're not really on the Jill Bison program, or maybe no. whatever the opposite. Is. We, we need to spread the spread the love to all the restaurants and all our sponsors yeah. who, uh, who who dive in with us. We uh, we definitely support them. Yeah, bigger the crop is one of them. Look at that. Yeah. The ticker, pick of the crop. Uh, you know, if you if you follow them on Facebook, they are known for fresh and making life easy. And again, they uh, they carry all sorts of great uh, local products. Uh, the Trezor Kombucha line of drinks. Remember, we uh, we talked about that uh, part of the the surge eight and eight when Jessica West came on with her Fieldberry. That uh, you know, a couple a couple bottles in the fridge right now. Again, pick of the crop, quality produce. Groceries, 70 Algonquin Boulevard West. You can't beat it. And again, Roma tomatoes, BC cherries, you name it. They've got it all there. Fresh for you. Yeah, they really do. You, you know I love it there. Uh, and and the service and the fresh produce. Yeah. It, uh, they won my heart over. Okay, so let's talk about a couple things. And then we're going to give away some movie passes. So That's our right. friends over at Full Beard, right? Yes, Jonathan and uh, Benji. Great partners with a lot of local businesses and local events here in the city. Of course, if you uh, go and pick up our Kids and Clop Live 705 Blondale Beers. That's one great partnership that we've got with the boys. And uh, this Sunday... They're partnering with uh, Nova as uh, uh, eclectic. I want to say, mm -hmm. E C L E C T I C. 
eclectic. Anyhow, Sunday from noon to four, full beer brewing. There's uh, going to be a bar to uh, a lot of our artisans, artisans. They're selling. So vendors are going to be at Full Beard and they're going to be sampling craft beers while they're selling their, you know, their products. So if you're going by Full Beard Sunday, noon to four, you'll be able to, you know, browse some great uh, local businesses and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe maybe sip on a, a 705 Kins and Plump while you're there. So you're saying Sunday we can go to Full Beard and drink some great beer. That's right. Old. That's all you had to tell me on that one. <laughs> That's it. Great, great beer on a Sunday. That's uh, that's what they're doing. And apparently, there's say 16 vendors there. All right, I'm sure you, you'll be there, Kinsman. And you mentioned online safety. Uh, is this a program? What's going on? Because I was just watching the Office episode when yeah. they were learning how to do uh, CPR and first aid. Classic, classic Office episode. What's going on with this online? What's going safety? on here? Uh, interact. It's an interactive virtual kids safety class coming up. And it's put on by Safety Training Plus Youth Programs here in the city. And again, they're offering babysitting courses in a couple of weeks, CPR virtual Zoom courses. And uh, the first one looking on their list here is uh, Thursday, August 26th, 10 a.m. to 4. And again, you can log on at safetytrainingplus.ca or uh, give them a call, 705-586-PLUS. And uh, get your little ones uh, their 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 babysitting certificates. Maybe a lot more babysitting now with, you know, uh, the way COVID goes. You know, prepare for the next. You know, should we say lockdown? Hopefully, no more lockdowns. And if one happens, uh, at least you'll have uh, the kids, you know, primed and ready to go. They could do some uh, CPR and some, you know, safety training. There's lots Babysitting. going. On. There's lots going on in our show tonight because you know I'm a. I'm working the back end here, and now you got me doing banners. You got me doing scroll bars. We're uh, we're posting some stuff from our. We're we're a well. What's happening over there, Kinsman? Yes, lot lots happening. And again, yeah. that online safety course, you can check them out at safetytrainingplus.ca. And uh, they say it's uh, you know the more the merrier. Sign up. There we go. And while you're out, once you get the bomb, stop by the Bell Store. Park Road uh, yes. Square, fill out a free ballot, you can win $300 in store credit, and we're going to come wash your car. That's right. I was wow. in line at uh, Shoppers tonight, uh, had the Kins and Clomp mask on. Someone, uh, you know, stopped me at the front. They're, they were picking up their prescriptions and said, uh, hey, love your mask. And I just filled out three ballots to uh, to have you and Clomp come and wash my car at the end of the month. So That's right. Good. people, yeah. you know, right. engaging with our contest, having some fun. And again, yes. Uh, I'm going to be vacuuming. Uh, Jamie's going to be doing the washing. It will do. Uh, we'll swap in between. But uh, anyhow, someone's going to get a clean car. And again, three hundred dollars of in-store credit from the Bell Store at Park mm -hmm. Rose Square. That's uh, that's that's pretty pretty darn awesome. I I'll have the checklist, and you'll be cleaning, and I'll be giving you a check when it's done, and an yeah. X if it's done incorrectly, and you'll have to circle back. Are we in agreement here? We're we're in agreement. Uh, Ryan says bird poop and all. Yes, uh, yeah. bird poop. And all. Lots of bugs on my RV. <laughs> I uh, bet. This is the perfect show. Nice to listen to and paint my nails. There we go. There you go. Thanks, Amanda, for uh, for tuning in. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't want to post that. We're going to get to that in a second because that's a, a, the Halloween. If she's mentioning Halloween 2, not as good as the first one, but the series is great. Yeah. But how about wash a camper? Yes. Yeah, so you get your, your choice of vehicle. We stepped in a, a, a kinsman because we said an RV. So, like, hey, if they bring an RV, it's an RV. It, it That's just, right. If you if you win an RV, definitely going to get an RV. Please.
might take us a little while, but uh, still, it will be clean. Uh, so we're, we're at Casada's, right? And they moved into Ray Perrier's old location. Ray Perrier's uh, old location on Balsam. So Ray Perrier's was there, 29 Balsam Street South. Ray's now at 205 Brousseau mm -hmm. Avenue in Timmins. So if you're looking for Ray Perrier music, this is uh, a call out for all musicians who are looking to uh, save some money on some equipment because Ray Perrier Music called us up. They've signed on for uh, tonight's episode to tell us about a yard sale. It's a Ray Perrier blowout yard sale. that's happening on Saturday. And here's, a, here's a, a bit of the inventory. Basically, everything in the inventory is uh, you know, on sale. 20% off remaining cymbals, 15% off in-stock acoustic guitars in the remaining 2020 stock. 15% uh, off ukuleles, 15% off guitar bags, select music books are $2. And uh, how about this? 20% off tube amplifiers. And they say uh, even music stands for microphone, keyboard uh, available as well. And if you don't see it for sale, you just ask Ray and Ray will have, uh, uh, you know, if you have a good or uh, reasonable offer that can't be beat, he'll, uh, he'll definitely, uh, you know, match your offer. So again, that's uh, from eight to three, uh, eight thirty to five, at two hundred five Brusso Avenue. Ray Perrier's music and uh, Timmins. So it's a big blowout. Ray Perrier's yard sale Saturday. I like that, and maybe it'll be an opportunity for me and you because we talk to a lot of yeah. musicians and, and and you know gifted people, and, and we can't do any of these things. But uh, maybe we'll go down there. I'll get a guitar. You're more of a drum guy, like Animal yeah. there from the Muppets. I could, I like, I picture you. And you picture me uh, banging on the skins like that. Uh, remember, remember the La Point family mm -hmm. from uh, the Larone Barbecue. The, it was uh, Claude La Point's uh, daughters. They learned how to play those instruments. If you watch their uh, them play, uh, you know that when they were down there, they 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 didn't miss a beat. They learned to play during COVID. So there you go. Yeah, and anybody can learn to, to play music. And again, if you're looking to play music, Ray Perrier's. And again, uh, the line here, if you if you see something that's not listed on his yard sale sign, make Ray an offer that he can't refuse. So if you're right. good at bartering, uh, Ray's got something for you. Again, at 8.30 to 5. I want to thank uh, you know Ray Perrier and Paula for hopping on Kings and Clomp Live tonight. So we, uh, yeah. we're we're going to get the word out. All right, Kinsman, you want me to work some of this background magic here? What's uh, the oh, background magic? There we go. Just, getting, getting ready to give away. Down and relax. You sit yes. down and relax and enjoy me working like you always do. So we asked folks tonight, yeah. what was their favorite sequel? Favorite and, movie sequel of all time for them or just a, a good sequel for them? Well, you know, I said all time, but, you know, whatever your favorite. Now, what's yours again? What did I say? Superman? I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe the Friday the 13th. Can you beat uh, the Friday the 13th series? Yeah. You know? Part six is the best, Jason. But uh, but I have the Friday the 13th, the original poster on my wall. So that'll be tough. But uh, I really love the second Rocky. But nonetheless, there's a whole bunch of debates on that. So our, I guess we're going to do a random draw tonight, right? Yeah, we'll do a random draw. And again, uh, Gina Faka from Imagine Cinema 6 and Colin, who runs the, the local theater here in the city, will uh, provide you with your tickets. So after the show, whoever wins, will reach out. We'll get you uh, in touch with Imagine Cinemas. and They'll get you in touch with those, uh, those movie tickets. So Lisa Picard won uh, her tickets last Thursday. We're going to find out who's going to win the tickets 
this Thursday. And again, we're giving away tickets every single Thursday with Imagine Cinemas right here on the show. Right. Okay. So here's what I think we do. I'm going to get it set up and uh, we have some good ones here. Uh, yeah, some real good ones, actually. So, so yeah. Someone mentioned a couple of them, like maybe I'm rethinking my answer. Okay, Kinsman, you know how we do it. I've That's right. Comments. You can't see them. I can't see them. I'm not well, uh, on I'm my right. side of the screen. No. Yeah. And then uh, I'm going to start from the top, the middle or the bottom. And then you're going to okay. tell me when to stop. And you're going to tell me when to stop and start. Simple. Sounds good. So let's okay. do this right now. Imagine Cinema 6, two movie passes. Let's start uh, right now. Okay, we're going, we're going, we're going. And we're going. who's going to the movies? Stop now. Ah, Sarah J. Wang, Fast and Furious Nightmare on Elm Street. So I saw Fast, I think these Fast these Fast and the Furious movies get better every one. The Car in Space, some people call it ridiculous. I love them. Uh, I agree. Nightmare on Elm Street, maybe. The original is very hard to top, no. but... Uh, that's good. So she'll, uh, Sarah J. Wing. I love when people put middle initials in there. Right. Uh, is going to receive two movie passes. And you're going to reach out, right, Kinsman? And you're yeah, gonna I'll reach out to, to Sarah and we'll get uh, her info. We'll pass off the info to Colin at Imagine Cinema 6. And Colin will get in touch with Sarah to uh, hook her up with the movie passes, which if you haven't been to Imagine Cinema 6, uh, you know, recently all the seats luxury recliners in there there's not one bad seat in the house in there all right um yes we, yeah we, we love them in there and those seats if you had your big ass burrito then you went to go see fast nine and you got yeah. yourself some movie snacks i would picture you snoring mm, halfway through the movie yeah yeah, yeah definitely Definitely I, need a hibernate after one yeah, of those yeah. uh, big. My, uh, you know, I I bring Terry to a lot of movies, and she's never seen one full movie there yet. She's always sleeping, like <laughs> always snoozed up. I took my boys uh, before the previous lockdown, and uh, my little guy. It's funny. My uh, five-year-old stayed awake through the whole thing. Three-year-old, he, uh, he 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 curled up. He put the seat back, and that, that, that was the end of him. Wakes up at the loudest part of like uh, one of the movies and going, hey, what's going on here? <laughs> That's right. Uh, Joanne says, for talking Fast and the Furious, not since the hottest actor died in real life, Paul Walker. Yeah, he yeah. he was a handsome dude. I I agree, Joanne. All right, Kinsman. What? Uh, oh yes. Yeah, so on the banner at the bottom, this Saturday's the Mini Putt Tournament of Fun. So That's right. If you tied our score, you automatically qualify. You can come and play Mini Putt anytime between eleven and four Saturday. There's going to be prizes for the people that qualified food, music. There's going to be some entertainment. There's going to be fun stuff per hole. One of them is the Macarena you got to do in one hole. You know, The chicken dance was also on the list. Uh, the locomotion. Yeah. Also, during uh, your round, if you hear Jamie or I say, okay, you need to switch. No, no matter what hand you are playing your mini putt round, you, you need to play the hole. You know, if you're right-handed, you have to switch around and try try the whole left-handed for a hole. There it is. And say if, you didn't, say if you didn't qualify or if you have a family member that qualified, you can still come play. I think he's charging 12 bucks or Well, 12 bucks, and you get two rounds for the 12 bucks. Yeah. So, so, you so, so your little one with the bracelet will have their free round. Now, mom or dad or 
friends, relatives of uh, the one qualified will have a chance to play two rounds again for, uh, for 12 bucks. Also want to shout out to Mark uh, Durapo from Dabrowski Smoke Meats is uh, donating the hot dogs and the buns for uh, the barbecue. And again, uh, Don's going to have some treats on the barbecue. He's also going to have the snow cones. He's going to have you know the all the all, all the goodies. The fudgesicles. My my boys love the fudgesicles. The last time they were there, Sarah Sarah's like I'm doing it. The, the, she's going with the big Asprey. You know, she's going to see Fast Night. So there, but, there you go, Sarah. Congratulations. Oh, we'll uh, we'll reach out for your 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 passes. Yeah, shortly. we will definitely take care of that. All right, Kinsman. I think we covered it all, my friend. We covered it all. We did. Yeah. All right, so uh, I'm, I'm going to go hop in the pool because I'm very warm. I got these bright lights down here, and yeah. you know I don't got any insulation on my head. So I, I think I'm going to go hop hop in the pool. You follow up with Sarah, and uh, back at it tomorrow, my friend. That's right. We are back at it tomorrow. Can I say one last thing? Uh, I just wanted to shout out to uh, Timmins RV. They have... A, a big uh, winterization sale happening yeah. uh, the week of uh, September the 13th through 17th. Anybody who has a, a Timmins RV or an RV, you drive it through and uh, they're going to winterize your vehicle free, your RV, and also give you a free inspection. How, how awesome is Timmins RV for that? So again, the week of September 13th through 17th, they're hosting a drive-through winterization blitz and a free inspection. So if you don't know how to winterize your RV, well leave it to the pros at Timmons RV to do it. And again, details, TimmonsRV.com. So I wanted to get that out there today. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> Maybe you'll be winterizing them too. <laughs> you you or I winterizing? No, let's just stick with the car washes with Belfort. Yeah. We, <laughs> we need to borrow Janice's RV starting now yeah. until I would say September the 10th to winterize it. So just drop it off tonight, Jeff. If you don't mind, we'll do the winterization for free. <laughs> All right. We'll chat with you later. Okay. <laughs>